Good morning, and welcome to my podcast on Simple Faith. Hey, it's a tremendous Thursday. Tremendous because the Pearson View Testing Centers are beginning to open back up, and those of us who need to uh, take tests in order to maintain a professional license are able to go in and take those tests. Uh, Although there are safety precautions, I went in this morning and I had to wear a mask uh, while I was in the facility, uh, wash my hands before uh, entering into the testing area and do the other things that we do normally to uh, stay safe during this uh, particular time. But uh, thankfully I passed and uh, I thank you for those of you who prayed for me. Uh, Thank the Lord for Uh, just really giving me a confidence and the ability to do what I needed to do. Hey, this morning I want to pick back up in the book of Acts. If you'll remember uh, yesterday, and some of you have not listened to that message, but yesterday I talked about a man who had been born lame. Uh, He had been in that condition for around 40 years. Uh, He used to lay out uh, by the temple gates uh, in a place called Beautiful. And there he would beg for alms. He would ask people for money as a means or a way to support himself. And so Peter and John were about to go into the temple. And in order to go in, they would pass by where this man was laying. And they looked down, they see him. And uh, they said to him, look at us. And Peter then said, we don't have silver or gold. We don't have the things to meet your physical need. In other words, money for food and shelter and all those things. But what we do have is something much greater, and we're going to give it to you right now. And Peter said, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth, stand up and walk. And immediately we're told that the man stood up and walked. And in fact, he ended up going into the temple with Peter, and he was shouting and leaping and praising the Lord. And people were wondering, what was all this commotion? What was happening? And they began to recognize that this was the man who had sat begging alms. And yet now he's up walking around and he's praying to God who had healed him. But something happened, and that is the religious people. The religious leaders of the day took offense at what was going on. And so they grabbed hold of Peter and John and they placed them in jail overnight because it was toward the evening hour and they didn't have time to examine them at that point. And so they held them in the prison and then the next day they called him in and there were all kind of people Uh, that were there. There were the priests, the captain of the temple, the Sadducees that came upon them. And uh, of course, they were greatly disturbed by the things that they've been teaching and preaching in the temple. And so they said to them, listen, we don't want you doing those things. By what a power or by what name have you done this? What caused you to have the boldness Verse 8 says in, in chapter 4, Then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, laid out to them the whole thing. He said, Listen, this Jesus who you guys crucified, who God raised, he's the one who healed this man. And they couldn't deny the fact that the man had been healed. And it says in verse 13, and this is where I want to pick up, 
chapter 4, verse 13. Now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were uneducated and untrained men. In other words, they didn't go to the temple to learn. They didn't go to schools of great learning, schools of philosophy or anything else. These men were ordinary men. They were fishermen. They were accountants. They were men who had not received the formal training that those religious elites had received. Yet what they said and how they said it and the boldness with which they proclaimed the message caused these religious elites to realize that these men had been with Jesus. And they thought, what can we do or what shall we do to these men? And they said, there's really nothing that we can do because they've not really broken a law. They've not done anything other than speak in the name of Jesus. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to command them that they're never to speak or teach in this man's name again. In other words, they didn't want the name of Jesus going forth. But Peter and John answered them by saying, listen, whether it's, it is right in the sight of God to listen to you more than to God, you judge. And again, they threatened them and they let them go. And so Peter and John returned back to their, uh, to their uh, companions. They told them all that had happened. Now, skip down to verse 27. For truly, against your holy servant Jesus, whom you anointed, both Herod and Pontius Pilate, with the Gentiles and the people of Israel, were gathered together to do whatever your hand and your purpose determined before to be done. Now, Lord, look on their threats and grant to your servants that with all boldness, I underlined, I highlighted, I circled that word, all boldness, they may speak your word by stretching out your hand to heal and that signs and wonders may be done through the name of your holy servant Jesus. Notice what they're asking. Notice what they're requesting. We want boldness. Boldness not so that we'll be unafraid, but boldness so that we can go forth in great power and testify of everything that you've done and it would be evidenced by the fact that your hand is being stretched out to those that need healing, stretched out to those that need help, stretched out to those living in sin and need forgiveness. And everything is recognized as being done through and in the name of your holy servant, Jesus. In verse 31, and when they had prayed, the place where they had assembled together was shaken and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and they spoke the Word of God with boldness. I wonder my friends, do you have boldness in your lives? Are you unafraid of the gospel of Jesus Christ and proclaiming the message that Jesus saves? And the message that Jesus, what he has done in your life, he can do in the lives of others? Do you have the boldness and the confidence in the Lord that he will accomplish great things through you? Because that is a promise that God has given. 
Jesus said to his disciples, the things that you've done, or excuse me, the things that you've seen me do, and even greater things you shall do because I go to the Father. And I've read that several times and I've often wondered, Lord, how could I possibly do greater things than the things that you've done? And yet the promise of God is that we will do these things, not in our name, but in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. My encouragement, my challenge to you this morning, read Acts chapter 4. Read about, meditate upon the boldness, and then ask God, how does this apply in my life? What do you want me to do with this message? Father, thank you, Lord, for each person who listens to this message. I pray, Lord, that you would encourage them, that you would uplift them, but most importantly, that you would challenge them in their walk and their relationship with you, regardless of whether they are new believers or whether they've walked with you for a number of years, Lord. I pray that you would challenge them. And I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Friends, thank you for being with me today. And I pray again that God would bless you richly. Would you do me a favor? Would you, first of all, would you follow me on uh, Facebook or Twitter, uh, Instagram? I'm on all those things. Would you just follow me so you can continue to get these updates? And then would you share that with your friends, your neighbors, your relatives by using those same means, Facebook, Instagram, and everything else. May God bless you. Have a great day.